Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Let's Review RN. Today, I'm back to talk about hypothyroidism. This is another endocrine disorder that is very um, prevalent and deserves a lot of attention. So hypothyroidism is a condition in which your thyroid gland does not produce enough of the specific but crucial hormones, and those hormones specifically are T3 and T4. Hypothyroidism may not cause noticeable symptoms early on, but over time, if untreated, hypothyroidism can cause health problems including obesity, joint pain, infertility, and heart disease. Your thyroid is also responsible for temperature regulation. It is diagnosed by a healthcare provider ordering simple blood work to look at thyroid function tests. It will look at the TSH, T3, T4, and free T4. The thyroid gland is a butterfly-shaped gland that consists of two connected lobes. The lower two-thirds of the lobes are connected by a thin band of tissue called the thyroid isthmus. The thyroid is located at the front of the neck and sits below the larynx, which is your voice box, and below the Adam's apple in men. The thyroid gland secretes three hormones, two of which are thyroid hormones, including T3 and T4, and the third one being a peptide hormone, calcitonin. The thyroid hormone influences the metabolic rate and protein synthesis in children, growth, and development. Calcitonin plays a role in calcium homeostasis. Secretion of the two thyroid hormones, T3 and T4, is regulated by the release of TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone. Thyroid function is controlled by a negative feedback loop, starting with the hypothalamus, which releases TRH standing for thyrotropin-releasing hormone, which stimulates the anterior pituitary gland to release TSH, standing for thyroid-stimulating hormone, which then regulates the release of T3 and T4 from the thyroid gland. A negative feedback loop means that if there is enough T3 and T4 released by the thyroid itself, the hypothalamus will adjust how much TRH is being produced, which ultimately will slow the cascade of events previously talked about. If there is not enough T3 and T4 circulating in the body, the normal function of the negative feedback loop would be that the hypothalamus would then release more TRH, resulting in more TSH being released by the pituitary gland and more T3 and T4 being released by the thyroid gland itself. It is also important to note that the thyroid gland cannot produce T3 and T4 without iodine. Iodine is consumed through the diet, and the body utilizes that to produce T3 and T4. So if you are not getting enough iodine, you can struggle with hypothyroidism. And if you're not getting, or if you are getting too much iodine, you can struggle with hyperthyroidism. Foods that are a good source of iodine include iodized salt, which is table salt, 
seafood is naturally rich in iodine, including cod, sea bass, haddock, perch, and other types of seafood, as well as dairy products are also high in iodine. T3 and T4 have a similar function and are involved in the control of metabolism. They act on almost every cell in the body, increasing the metabolic rate, affecting protein synthesis, regulating bone growth, aiding in digestion, stimulation of sympathetic nervous system. They also regulate body temperature and regulate your heart rate. Now let's talk about the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. It is best to remember that hypo means low-functioning thyroid, and that will help you remember that the signs and symptoms correlate with this condition are mostly low. Things are working slow and at a low rate. The patient is not burning sufficient calories, and therefore they will experience weight gain, which can cause them to become overweight or obese. They will not be able to tolerate the cold because their temperature regulation is not working adequately. Patients may present with a large goiter on their neck, which is an overgrowth of the thyroid gland due to persistent stimulation by the TSH because the anterior pituitary gland is trying to stimulate the thyroid to release T3 and T4 due to low levels circulating in the bloodstream. This goiter is a key sign of Hashimoto's disease, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. Patients with hypothyroidism will have low energy and feel very fatigued. They will also have low heart rates because of poor stimulation of the sympathetic nervous system. They will struggle with depression. Brittle hair can be a sign of hypothyroidism. Constipation can also be caused by slow motility of the gut. Brain fog is is common and myxedema, which is swelling around the eyes and of the face and can result in a waxy appearance to the skin, although the skin tends to be dry in patients with hypothyroidism. Menstrual cycles can also change in females, and this can include heavy periods or irregular periods. Most of these symptoms are in the late stages of hypothyroidism, and in the initial stages, patients often report feeling sluggish and fatigue as their only symptoms. Now that we've covered the pathophysiology of hypothyroidism and we know the signs and symptoms that are associated with the disease, let's discuss the cause of hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism is most common in middle-aged to older female patients, and the most common cause is Hashimoto's disease. Hashimoto's disease is a condition in which your immune system attacks the thyroid, so it is considered an autoimmune disease. The body develops antibodies which ultimately attack the thyroid gland. Again, women of middle age are most susceptible to developing Hashimoto's, and you are at higher risk for Hashimoto's disease if other family members have thyroid or other autoimmune diseases such as type 1 diabetes, lupus, or rheumatoid arthritis. Again, the telltale sign of Hashimoto's disease is the goiter on the neck, and this results from the constant stimulation and release of TSH from the anterior pituitary gland acting on the thyroid to release T3 and T4, but the thyroid itself cannot release T3 or T4. Another cause for hypothyroidism is not consuming enough iodine. This is not a common cause in the U.S. as our table salt is iodized, but in countries that do not have iodized salt on their table, this can be a cause for the development of hypothyroidism because the production of T3 and T4 relies on iodine. Another possibility is pituitary tumor, which prevents the release of TSH, and therefore T3 and T4 are not being released from the thyroid. The thyroid gland itself is working appropriately, but it is not being given the 
right signal by the pituitary gland, which is the release of the TSH, to then release T3 and T4 by the thyroid gland itself. This is why your healthcare provider will check all of your thyroid hormones, including TSH, T3, T4, and free T4 to determine if there is a sequence to a high and low levels, which may indicate to them where the hypothyroidism is stemming from. Lastly, another cause of hypothyroidism is actually overcorrection of hyperthyroidism. For patients who are being treated for hyperthyroidism by suppressing the thyroid, oversuppression can lead to hypothyroid. As for nursing interventions, one of the main nursing interventions that needs to be of focus is to assess for myxedema coma, which is a situation resulting in a loss of brain function as a result of a severe, long-standing low levels of thyroid hormone. It is considered a rare but life-threatening complication of hypothyroidism. This is often caused from the patient either abruptly stopping the medication or the removal of the thyroid gland, which results in an abrupt disruption of the endocrine hormones. You will see very similar signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism, but they will be exacerbated to the fullest extent. You will see hypothermia, respiratory failure, confusion, and drowsiness, significant bradycardia, hyponatremia, which is low sodium, hypoglycemia, which is low glucose, and all of the symptoms progress to the point that the patient becomes comatose. You will want to monitor for the development of all of these symptoms, including monitoring their vital signs, respiratory rate, heart rate, glucose levels, neurological status, body temperature, and so on. Patients who are hypothyroid tend to be sensitive to narcotics and opioids, and therefore it may take a very low dose of narcotics or even resorting to non-narcotics to treat their pain. The last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up today's episode is treatment and medication that is used to treat hypothyroidism. The most common medication used is a form of synthetic hormone called Synthroid or Levothyroxine. Cytomel or Liotrix are other medications that are used for synthetic hormone replacement in hypothyroidism, but Synthroid is most definitely the most popular form of synthetic hormone used. With every new medication, we definitely have to incorporate patient education, and for thyroid hormone replacement, that absolutely includes education educating your patients to never stop taking their thyroid hormone replacement abruptly. It is also important to educate them that it can take a while for the right dose to be up titrated and for patients to see improvement or resolution of their symptoms, but they should never stop the medication abruptly because it can cause myxedema coma. It is also important to educate the patient that the medication should be taken in the morning without any food with a small sip of water, ideally 60 minutes before they eat breakfast. Signs and symptoms of toxicity include increased heart rate and chest pain. And if they develop these symptoms, they should contact their healthcare provider. I hope that you have all enjoyed today's episode of Let's Review RN. And please remember that you can always find me at Instagram handle Let's Review RN. You can message me questions or topics that you would love to hear. And if you have time, please rate and review the podcast. And I love hearing from you. And I hope to have you guys back next week. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. 
The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.